How will the Utah football team manage Clark Phillips III's loss in the upcoming Rose Bowl? And Utah men's and women's basketball continue to get off to great starts for their seasons. We're talking about all that and more on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown News your first listen every single day. We greatly appreciate appreciate all of you who have subscribed to our YouTube channel. We're nearing 750 subscribers, so can't thank you guys enough for your support. We'd love to interact with you guys in the YouTube comments as well as on social media. You guys can follow me at JT Wistersill or head over to Lockdown News at Lockdown News on social media. And we would love to interact with you guys there as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you're ordering the very best visit omahasteaks.com use promo code locked on at checkout to get extra 30 percent off your order on today's show we're talking all things clark phillips his surprise opt-out and what it means for utah's future also touching on utah men's and women's basketball and in order to help us do that it's the editor of the daily utah chronicle ethan pierce once again joining us here on the show and ethan starting with clark i think everyone was surprised we were just coming off the news that dalton wasn't going to be able to play due to injury so utah fans were already like oh we're already down our top pass catcher and now we're down our top corner too so if you're utah it's a really tough play but for this specific rose bowl matchup they're not the only team down their top pass catcher (laughs) and top corner too as Parker Washington, the Penn State receiver, has opted out. And then if you look in the secondary, Joey Porter Jr., their top corner, he opted out. So kind of a weird matchup that both teams will be without their top players in this one. But first, just focusing on Clark. Look, Clark, best corner in the nation for my money, is a massive loss for this Utah team, even without Parker Washington playing, even without, excuse me, uh, Joey Porter playing in this game, as we talked about. But I just... Man, what Clark has meant to this Utah football team, it can't be overstated. He's the, one of the biggest reasons they've been able to repeat his back-to-back Rose Bowl, Pac-12 champion, excuse me. They'll hope to get a first Rose Bowl championship without him, and that wouldn't be in this position without the contributions he's made. He's been lights out. Games like the Oregon State game, we won't soon forget his what he's able to do. Yeah. Nominating like that. He had the game-changing pick against Oregon that, unfortunately, the offense wasn't able to do anything with. But Clark is just a gamer, and Utah is really going to miss him in this Rose Bowl matchup. Absolutely. Clark Phillips is going to the NFL as a likely first round draft pick at the latest top of the second round. Uh, That dude's going to make himself a lot of money. So not necessarily surprising to see him opt out, protect his body, take care of his family. Uh, But that's certainly going to hurt Utah in this game. The the situation in the secondary is uh, not quite as dire this time around as it was last year. Uh, They're not going to ask Makai Bernard to to step in and play corner again. But, uh, you know, they have some more healthy bodies there, but it, it certainly does hurt them. It really does hurt him, and I think first we'll, we'll talk about the matchup a little more in a second. But um, when talking about Clark's legacy at Utah, I think he's as mentioned one of the best corners to ever come through here. Just a dominant guy you can rely on when it comes to slowing down some of the conference's top receivers on the outside. Even what I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigbo was unbelievable last year, but Clark yeah. still won reps against him too. It was one kind of the lone bright spot in that matchup. You mentioned the cornerback situation not being as dire this year. There's going to be no Makai Bernard out there <laughs> running around in the secondary this time around. Uh, I did see someone on Twitter uh, make a joke about that, so yeah. shout out to them. Um, but I feel like this Utah team is in a better position, but just looking back at what Clark's done over the three years, I always got a respect for someone who says, Hey, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to go to school for three years and I'm off to the league. Yeah, That's man. exactly what he did. So all credit to him. And man, was he dominant too. He was great. Clark Phillips followed the three-year plan to a T yeah. uh, definitely one of the greatest 
cornerbacks, one of the greatest players to ever put on a Utah uniform. So uh, we all wish him the best in the NFL and uh, go get your paper, man. Yes, <laughs> and it's going to be a lot of it. I mean, yep. late first, early second for sure. I think he'll definitely be gone the first 50 picks. A lot of people saying first 40. Be something fun to monitor and watch as that comes around. And all the credit in the world to Clark for making this decision for him too because it's a great opportunity to set himself up for future NFL success. And you never know what other factors are going on behind the scenes contributing to these kind of decisions. But focusing back on the Rose Bowl. So if you're Utah, still got two really good corners. Zamaya Vaughn and JT Broughton. There's a reason this was the top-ranked defense in the Pac-12 this past season. And the front seven took a while to really get going. Most of that was the secondary on the season and the work they did. We know you also have a strong safety tandem in Cole Bishop and RJ Hubert. I expect Sione Vaki to come in and kind of do a lot of coverage stuff like he did in his previous game, working a little bit in the slot, yeah. some on the outside a couple times, I believe, too. So I think Sione Vaki is one of the guys they'll trust to kind of try and replace him in there, too. Wouldn't be surprised to see RJ have to step down and cover in a little bit more because we know how Utah feels about guys like Clayton Isabel more so. And I like the safety depth on this team a little bit better in the corner, especially with a guy like Malone. Matalele transferring out of Utah. So I think replacing Clark is tough in this one, but not a dire task when you do have a strong secondary and you're not going against Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah, Utah, Utah's got a lot of depth in the secondary this time, uh, especially as compared to last year. They've got a lot more healthy bodies. You know, they were just so banged up at corner last season, heading down the stretch of the year. But uh, this year, they've got their more depth. You know, they've got JT Broughton healthy. Zamaya Vaughn's had a really good season. So um, I think that they're going to be just fine. You know, obviously, this does hurt them, but uh, they'll be able to manage. Yeah, it definitely feels that they will. Be able to be fine without him just in terms of being able to – they won't be a disaster of record number of, of yards given up in yeah. a Rose Bowl yeah. this time around. I think one thing Utah fans are also fired up about, Ethan, as it relates to this Utah football team, is just the success recruiting that they're having currently right now. I mean, you get another four-star. So Spencer Fano, you get Logan Fano, his brother, who's a former four-star too, yep. who didn't play last year just because of injury. You, you could get guys like Hunter Clegg to flip and come over. You get Smith Snowden in here too. Um, Caleb Lomu a couple weeks ago back to, and I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting a few other names off the top of my head too. It's just so much success for this Utah football team in recruiting right now. And it's just great to see the direction this program is headed in because it's back to back Rose Bowl champs. You're like back to back Pac 12 champs the second time in the mistake. Now try to speak it into yeah. existence yeah. basically on this one. Um, but it's such a good position for this Utah team to be in because they've been so successful without landing those top recruits. So now you're getting that kind of talent. You only can be fired up about the future. Yeah, they've got the recruiting train rolling, and uh, I saw somebody make the joke today that it feels like Utah has really arrived in the college football world because they're getting guys opting out early to head to the NFL. They're yeah. getting these top recruits ahead of signing day. Like, like this team has really got the program churning, and uh, you know they, they feel like a top brand right now. It really does feel like a top brand, and it, it's good too because you're replacing guys like Brayden Daniels is going to play in the Rose Bowl. We know that. You're losing him. You get Caleb Lomu. You get Spencer Fano. On the defensive side of the ball, you're losing Clark Phillips. You get Smith Snowden, too. And I think the thing that also has me so excited about this recruiting success is it's all the best players in state. There are so Utah is not one of it's not Texas. It's not California. It's not Georgia. It's not some of those other places, Florida, too. But it is a really underrated place for high school football talent. There's a lot of good players in the state. And it was a shame in the past that a lot of these guys have been leaving. So I think now that Utah is not just getting them to stay in state, but getting them to come home too is a huge step for the future too because then you get these kind of high school programs that are familiar with the Utes too and the success that they bring into it's just only good I think when you recruit top in-state talent like this Utah football team is doing right now 
Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people had thought Smith Snowden would maybe be a BYU commit, yeah. especially yeah. given what he chose to announce it on the radio show. But yeah. uh, he ends up coming to Utah. And, uh, you know, a couple of these other guys were, were on the radar for other in-state schools. But uh, a lot of them have chosen Utah this time around, which is really good to see. So Utah football program is in a great spot, and it's going to be fun to watch all these guys sign on signing day. That's December twenty first. Excuse me, December nineteenth or twentieth. We get my days backwards. Either way, it's this coming Monday. That's all you need to know. And we'll be talking a lot more recruiting on Lockdown Utes. But we're about to talk about some Utah basketball, especially the Utah women's basketball team, because man, thirteenth ranked right now, just beat BYU. They are red hot. We're going to touch on them in a second. But you know what else is red hot? This offer from Omaha Steaks, guys. Omaha Steaks has everything you need to give a gift that's simply perfect. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites like the delicious Butcher's Cut Flame and Young, on-air chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready and fresh. Omaha Steaks have put together a delicious selection of various gift packages to make shopping the one you the sh- shopping for the ones you love easy. Go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of this 50% off site-wide. Plus, use promo code LOCKEDON, that's all caps LOCKEDON, at checkout to get an additional 40% off your order. Once again, go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON at the checkout. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout to get an extra 40% off your order. Make sure you guys head over to Omaha Steaks and get in on some great deals for some great flavored meats too. So, Ethan, coming back into this one, the Utah women's basketball team has simply put been incredible recently. The job they've been doing by Coach Lynn Roberts and her squad, it's been incredible. And they and they got rewarded for it. The 13th ranked team, they're yeah. now 8-0. You know, just running through their season quick. You know, you look at wins against Idaho, Utah Valley, Southeastern Louisiana. It's like, yeah, you're supposed to win those games. But then 16th ranked Oklahoma comes to town and you beat them 124 to 78. Then you go over, um, you play on the road in neutral, I should say, neutral site games against Alabama and Ole Miss at tournaments. And you win both of those two against two good SEC programs, you beat Mississippi Valley State, of course. And then the big one winning at BYU and doing it in dominant fashion, 76 to 59. This BYU team has had Utah's numbers in the past, and they have a new coach there going through a little bit of a rebuild, new cycle there. But still great to see the Lady Utes get it done. And they have been dominant this season. It's a lot of fun to watch the work that they've been putting on the floor because they have been electric. Yeah, you said it. They've been dominant. I mean, they're 8-0, and and uh, really only two of those games have been close. They, they've yeah. been pretty much blowing people out all year long. Uh, those two at the neutral sites, Alabama and Ole Miss, you know, those are close games, but Utah pulled both of them off. And, uh, you know, they're taking care of business against teams that they should beat. Um, got, got a real, you know, a, a tough test coming up uh, against Colorado, their first yep. conference game coming up in a couple of days here. But uh, they should be able to handle that one. They've got them at home. Uh, nice to ease into conference play. So, uh, you know, really good start to the season for, for Utah here. Yeah, and you mentioned the Colorado game. They'll have Colorado twice to once on the 14th and then again on the 6th a little bit later. But at the moment, they won't play a ranked team on their schedule until the 15th now of January. Now, it does get a little tougher when you go. You play at number or home against number 20, Arizona, and then at Stanford on this on the 20th. That That's later. But, man, this Utah team is already well enrolling and they could be rolling even better after that and one thing that always helps keep it rolling of course is when you beat your rival utah went to byu and was able to defeat the cougars by a dominant score of 76 to 59 in this one for utah once again it was Alyssa peely who was dominant she had 28 points in this one 13 of 18 from the field gianna neepkins also threw up 18 in this one utah shot it really well from the field 55 percent overall in this one they got 18 points off turnovers to got did a good job winning the glass as actually losing the glass by one but 
even though they gave up a few offensive rebounds, still were able to get some opportunities and capitalize on them when they needed the most. And the biggest area the Utes won and were able to win this game was the bench points, 21 to 5 in this one. Rivalry games can always be weird, but the Utes were the better team, and they showed it clearly, Ethan. Absolutely, they did. And, and you mentioned it, but it's been on the back of Alyssa Peely. I mean, how impressive has she yeah. been, oh, uh, you know, starting her, her first year of college ball? Um, and she comes in, goes to BYU and scores 28 points. I mean, you look at 28 points, sometimes for, for NBA fans, 28 points kind of seems like a routine night for a lot of stars. But Utah scored 28 out of Utah's total 76. So that's a lot of points for a college player, especially in a shorter game than an NBA basketball game. It's just, you know, putting 28 points in the context is is a really a dominant performance. Yeah, you mentioned Alyssa to her first year with this team, and she has just been incredible. On the season overall, she's up to 20 now. Gabe also averaging six rebounds, two assists. This Utah team, they play very unselfish. They do a really good job moving the ball. They average 21 assists per game. Also do a good job. We know hitting from the outside. They shoot 52% overall and 35%. From three, you got Gianna Neepkins is already off to a 51% start from the outside. Peely up to 35, McQueen up to 30, but Gianna Neepkins up to 14 on the season. Jenna Johnson up to 11, McKennedy McQueen up to 11, Palmer up to 10. And there's just so many players on this team that feels like they can beat you. They've bought into their roles and they really play well as a team. Yeah, they do. I mean, and they're just so much fun to watch too. They run, you know, they play fast. They shoot a lot of threes. Uh, Len Roberts has this system really working for this Utah roster. And, uh, it, you know, it's coming up in the results, uh, moving up to number 13 in the national rankings. And uh, they can just keep climbing if they keep putting wins together. Really does feel like they can keep putting wins together. And in your opinion, what's the biggest reason that Utah is at this point because for me I really feel like it's that mix of veterans and youth you mentioned Alyssa Peely she's a junior but still feels like because she's only a junior and she's playing like a almost like a 50-year senior basically yeah. she has been incredible then you look at some of the younger players Gianna Neepkins Jenna Johnson they were only freshmen last year and the success and the heights they were able to take this team to I feel like coach Roberts really has her players buying into what they want to do and especially it's just that good mix of players who have been in some tough environments before gotten out there gotten wins Deja Young another veteran on this team yeah. that's able to help provide that too and that's what's crazy is i think i would have to ch i should check on deja here in a second but outside of her i know for a fact i don't think anyone else is a senior so this utah team is in position to do well this uh young is also a, a junior at this moment so this team is not only in position to potentially win the conference this year which seems crazy and i know stanford's really good but all they'd have to do is upset them in one game which when you're in the 13th ranked team is very possible this utah women's basketball team is a legit contender for the conference crown and i don't think that's something we were ready quite to say at the start of the season but based on the start something i feel very comfortable saying right now yeah, they've really been putting it together over the past couple of years. It feels like this season is building off the momentum that they had after you know making that deep run into the Pac-12 tournament last season and and they've really started to be on an upswing over the past you know three four five seasons uh just getting the recruiting that they have finding the diamonds in the rough getting these freshmen that have come in and have been able to make an impact immediately and a player like p lee who's been able to come in and make an impact immediately in her first season with the team um it's just these players that uh that utah's been able to find and they're buying into the system like you mentioned they're trusting coach lynn roberts she's done a really great job over the past couple of years, building this program out and getting them ready to play in some really high stakes games. And uh, it's all paying off this season. It really is all paying off. And now just looking at Utah sports in general, because we're going to talk about the men's program in a second, but you look at Utah football, obviously on the up, back to back Rose Bowl appearances, Utah men's basketball. 
I mean, we're going to talk about them as I mentioned, but still, they're off to having some success. The win against Arizona was monumental. It was a pro, it was one of those things that feels like a program changer. And then even Utah women's basketball, their unbelievable start to the season, up to the 13th ranked team now. And we know what Utah gymnastics is. Obviously, they're yeah. the fourth ranked team in, I believe, th- actually third ranked team, fourth ranked, third ranked, depends on the ranking you look at. But all, either way, all of Utah's main athletic sports, it feels like, as well as we know some of those other ones too. Uh, volleyball a little down this year, but they've been strong in the past. Uh, Utah based baseball showed some signs of what could be feels like all of Utah's athletics are on the rise, which with the crazy world of college athletics, totally changing feels like a good time to be playing really good in all sports. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they have just been dominant in, in really every sport, you know, for the past couple of years. I mean, and with, uh, with the PAC 12 landscape kind of changing yeah. in the near future, it really feels like Utah has, has put their stamp on the conference and said, Hey, we are one of the best brands in this entire conference. Mm-hmm. We have one of the best, you know, athletic departments as a whole. And um, the results speak for themselves at this point. They, they really have had a good couple of years. It's incredible. And part of that success is the Utah men's basketball program. We're going to come back in a second and talk about them. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football, college bowl season starting to get underway here very soon college basketball as well as NBA basketball and of course the World Cup we've got it all at betonline.net lift your love for sports podcasts you can even find those at betonline as well we're always the fastest and easiest way to get in your, your betting fix guys betonline is super easy to download and set up so make sure you guys head over today to their website or use your mobile device to learn more betonline where the game starts also I want to talk to you guys about our friends at UCCU guys UCCU is here with an incredible offer to help you guys with a 50 with a great opportunity with a saving certificate that is here to help make it a lot more convenient and easier for you guys to for you to earn more on your savings. They're offering a 15th month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Plus, you could jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate. We know interest rates are on the rise as well as inflation, but once again, this limited time offer of a 15th month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00% gives you guys a great opportunity to help you guys out in these difficult times. So make sure you guys open a UCCU savings certificate today. It's super easy. You can do it online, over the phone, or just stop by any UCCU bridge. But remember, this is a limited offer, so make sure you guys head over quickly and cash in on it. They have a variety of terms and options to match your specific needs. Visit UCCU.com to learn more and get a savings certificate today. Once again, limited time offer, 15-month savings certificate with that incredibly high APY of 4.00%. UCCU, love where you bank all right ethan coming back and looking at this one for utah men's basketball it's been a really strong start to the season once again too it kind of started off weird when you lose a game to sam houston there's a lot of games that you're like utah should win there they have the tough loss to mississippi state but it's really amazing what one game can do for a team and we i touched on a little bit last week but man that winning against arizona it really changed everything it feels like and i feel totally different about this team originally it felt like they were a bottom three team after kind of lost to sam houston some of those rough offensive starts now i feel like they're firmly in the middle of the conference and have a chance to upset some people yeah definitely i mean like you mentioned that it's hard to overstate just what one win can do for a program but but just getting that victory over number four arizona um, and it, it, it was kind of in dominating fashion. You know, the Wildcats made a couple of pushes near the end of the game, but Utah was in control for the majority of the night. And uh, they, they really pulled off a massive upset there. And that's given them a ton of momentum um, following that up with an overtime victory at Washington State to start 2-0 in conference play. Um, that was an improbable victory. I mean, they were down 
heading down the stretch of that game and, and made some great plays to force overtime and then to come out and win it. Um, they've really got a ton of momentum behind this program right now. And, and with a couple of tough games coming up, uh, they could find themselves, you know, if they can, if they can get a couple of victories, uh, you know, not saying anything's a given because yeah. TCU is a really good team, you mm-hmm. know, BYU rivalry game. You never know what's going to happen there, but uh, they've got some opportunities in front of them to really uh, make their mark on this young season. What do you feel like the biggest difference from this team is compared to last year? I think for me, when I look at it, I look at guys like Brandon Carl. It's pretty much almost the same team, except for you lose kind of some of those negative pieces and you lose a Booth Gotch and a Dave Jenkins who, look, it just didn't really seem like they were super thrilled with their role. Um, Lahat Shun, uh, Deshaun Mahorchich, I'll add another yeah. guy there. I don't think any of those guys really love their roles. And I don't know if Mike Saunders necessarily loves his role right now <laughs> as the backup who doesn't get a lot of playing time. But for the most part, it feels like this team is really bought into each other. Brandon Carlson has been a dominant force. And even when he's not at his best, this Utah team still finds ways to win games. I think it speaks just to a year of experience for these guys and some young, exciting freshmen between Will Exact and especially Kay Bakita. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the biggest difference from, from last year to this season is that Craig Smith has really found a roster that he you know, he can kind of sign his name to and put a stamp on it, right? These are players that are wanting to lean into and play Craig Smith's style of basketball. Because last year, they kind of had some holdovers from the previous era. A couple of guys, you know, kind of picked up off the scrap heap on the transfer portal that maybe didn't necessarily fit really what they wanted to do. Uh, But Craig Smith has brought in some guys that really want to play the way that he wants to play fast up tempo, shoot a lot of threes, um, keep the ball moving. That's really what he's preached in these practices recently. And, um, you know, it's paying off for them. They've got these young, young talent, like you've talked about uh, with Kay Vakeda and with Will Exact and, and, you know, even throw Lazar Stefanovic in there. He's a sophomore yep. now, um, had a really good start to his season. Gabe Madsen has been playing really well. So uh, they've gotten a lot of guys who really uh, can play the way that Craig Smith wants to play. And I think that's making a difference. Really does feel like it's making a difference. And uh, we mentioned you got a big game for BYU coming up for the Utes this coming Saturday. Um, play UTSA. By the time you guys are here in this podcast, Utah will have beaten UTSA. That ends up going badly. I'm more than okay being in a. <laughs> you just uh, jinx it, play. man. Yeah, never, I, never, I, never jump the gun. If, if I do, then yeah, I, I don't even know what I would have to do then if I'd have to go back and edit it out of this episode. Yeah, well, they're, they're favored by 23, so it's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, so I, I feel it okay we'll about that one. Um, but speaking, <laughs> hey, speaking of block games, that's what the Utes just had against Jacksonville State. Um, what can you learn when your team wins by 40 well not a lot but i will say there was one thing that left me at least really encouraged in this one that was the performance of lazar stefanovich he had 20 points in this one new high for him seven for 15 six of eight from the outside too also had three assists getting the other guys involved stefanovich is a guy who's coming off the bench and at any point in the season if this utah team suffered any injuries in their starting lineup i have confidence in a guy like stefanovich to step in he's a guy too i think is going to close some games this season he had a really good stretch in kind of the middle of the season i want to say it was that kind of january area where yeah. had like two week stretch where it was like man this guy looks like the future of utah basketball and then he really cooled off and i don't think he's necessarily the future of utah basketball but i think he's going to be a really good player for this team for a couple years to come considering he's only a true sophomore Definitely. I mean, Lazar, the first thing that I notice about a guy like him is he really cares. He really cares about winning and he cares about the process and putting in the work and yep. seeing the results come through. Because last year they had a really tough stretch. I want to say January, February, they had lost maybe 10 in a row, something like that. It was going badly for them. Uh, and he would come out and talk to the media after every game. And uh, you could just tell that he was a guy who really wanted to be winning games. And and now yep. that they're you know, the team's in a better mood that they've won a lot of games recently and uh, he's playing well. So good to see. 
Yeah, and great to see this team playing well. I mean, they made 16 threes against Jacksonville State. They shot 57% from the outside in this one. They scored 25 points off turnovers. They out-rebounded them 42-28 to in this one. Second chance points in the youth's favor. And because of Stefanovic's 20, they heavily won the bench points, 43-19, to 38-18. to Look, Jacksonville State, they're not very good. But what are you supposed to do when you play not very good teams? You're supposed to dominate them. That's exactly what Utah basketball did. And I think they're climbing the Ken Palm rankings. I think I saw something they received some votes for uh, – some other stuff too. Yeah, so kind of yeah. work, working their way up there, getting some opportunities there. I'm not ready to say this is one of the 25 best teams yet, but they definitely feel like they're one of the, I, I don't know, maybe one of the 40 best right now in college basketball. Yeah, definitely. I, I didn't even know if we were going to be saying that this year, Ethan. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I mean, they've put themselves in position. I mean, obviously still very early, but if they can play at this level, uh, a tournament berth is on the table, you know, with a deep run yeah. in the Pac-12 tournament, they can potentially get themselves into March Madness. Uh, the Pac-12 is a tough basketball conference, but there's a couple of teams that have kind Kind of underwhelmed a little bit to start Very the season so so uh you know a window for utah to potentially uh you know do a little bit better than some people thought definitely is it's a great time to be a utes fan as we were just talking about with every utah sport on the rise ethan always appreciate you joining us you guys can follow ethan at e underscore pierce on social media also make sure you guys check out his great work at the daily utah chronicle and i'm sure you'll guys see him around in a couple of utah basketball games coming up so make sure you guys head over to and read his page ethan any other things you have fun coming up um, no, just, you know, finishing up finals week strong, looking forward to, to the holiday break. It's going to be a fun one. It'll be fun to see oh, how yeah. Utah basketball wraps up a couple tough games for both the men's and the women's teams. And we'll be covering and reacting to all of those here on locked on Utes. If you guys are in the market for a second, listen every day, make sure you check out locked on sports today. They have the greatest takes of the day, big game recaps, the biggest stories in sports, all available on locked on sports today on audio, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again to Ethan for joining us. That's going to do it for today's locked on Utes. but we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks guys.